Welcome to the Bishop Strickland Hour. I'm blessed by the best to be here to talk about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ with one of the vigors, one of the successors of the Apostles, Bishop Joseph Strickland of Tyler, Texas. Bishop Strickland, thanks again for joining us here to talk about how to fall in love with Jesus Christ and His Bride, the Church. Thanks, Terry. Glad to be here. Oh, man, same here. Bishop Strickland, I want to have a theme today because we are in a crisis age right now, not just in the world, but I believe that the church is in crisis, especially in Germany. And we're going to talk about that. You did some tweets about the Senate in Germany and how they've just totally have gone astray. That's a nice way of saying they've, they've fell away from the perennial teachings of the church, especially on the moral teachings. And one of your tweets that you have given us is from Cardinal Robert Seurat. And it says, what is happening in Germany is terrible. Yeah, I agree. One gets the impression that the truths of the faith and the commandments of the gospel are being put to vote. You know, like majority rules. By what right can we decide to renounce part of the teachings of Christ? That's a question I think is a valid question for not only the German church, but the church in general. Your thoughts? Absolutely. Um, really, Terry, it's it goes to the very heart of what the church is about, the teachings of Jesus Christ. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Mm. The church was originally called the way. Before it was called Catholic, it was called the way. Mm-hmm. And they are stepping off the path. Yep. And I can imagine... Uh, from in those early years, you know, with the battles that went on, and there were battles, but they exactly what the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel, brought to humanity, that's exactly what they're attacking. Marriage, the human person, the the teachings of the body that that is what we call now and know as the Catholic Church. Um, and the voices speaking out in opposition to this are too, too few quiet and not clear enough. Um, I thank God for Cardinal Sarah. Mm. Um, but really, it, it really surprises me. I guess it shouldn't, but it surprises me that so few voices have been heard. Um, and I, we've got to speak up and we've got to, there's got to be some consequences. If this just rolls along and kind of like, you know, the sad things happening in our nation and, you know, a blip on the the news and there's some talk about it, people get excited or whatever, and then it all fades away. Right. This can't fade away because it's undermining and it's harming people. I mean, people talk about compassion. I wanted to share. Tell us, I already man. did this in a tweet, but yeah. it really struck me. This is just for the Mass. Oh, yeah, the Scripture. For this yeah. Monday of Lent. Right. The third week of Lent for Monday. Right. The Collect Prayer. And let me just quote this again. Mm-hmm. May you're un- speaking. We're praying to God. Yeah. 
May your unfailing compassion, O Lord, cleanse and protect your church. And since without you, she cannot stand secure, may she be always governed by your grace. We need to, the church universal in every country, in every diocese, we need to, I mean, thankfully, if they're saying mass, they're praying that prayer. But we really need to pray it with all our heart. Amen. It's not just another formal prayer that we skip over or, or say just it, without any real faith in it. And it says one, one word it uses, as I think is key to all of this. It's, it says, may your unfailing compassion. And we're hearing so much about false compassion. How, at least what I read about how this vote by the, the German bishops, this, and I'll call it, this heretical vote yeah. by these German bishops, not all of them. No, 38 out of 58. And some, right. thankfully, I think there were about nine that That's said right. no. That's right. Thankfully, there are nine bishops, nine Catholic bishops left in Germany, it sounds like. 11 abstain. That's right. You know, that that's copping out. That is. The wimp. But Sorry, I've Anyway, that. yep. What I read is oh they're they're allowing the blessing of marriages for people who love each other. Love each other. It's false love. Exactly. We have to call it that. It is not love. It is false compassion. If you love someone, love is to will the good of the other. Hey, Thomas, Jesus yep. Christ, in his sacrificial death for us, he is the greatest example of what love is about that we could ever see. He suffered and died for us out of love. His, the sacrifice of the Mass is celebrating his sacrificial love that has a powerful impact on us because it's a reality now. It's not just something we're remembering from the past. That's the wonder of our Catholic faith. This is today. This is now. This is grace for families and individuals and every human being that opens their hearts to the grace that the loving sacrifice of Jesus Christ offers. Wow. Love can take many false forms. Yep. And that's what they're talking about, blessing. Mm -hmm. in, in no way. I mean, Terry, I'm sure we both get a little heated up about Yeah, it. I do. And, you know, so much of what I saw and some of the responses to my tweet, oh, you're homophobic. Get over that it. That label is being used like you're racist. Yeah, same or thing. you're against the climate. It is not homophobic to say God's word says, pull away from this sin. I'm sinophobic. Just wallow in the sin. Exactly. And that is not homophobia. You got it. That is simply real compassion. And to, to label it homophobic and to say, oh, just go on sinning and we're going to bless you. It's, it's really diabolical. It's, it's evil. It is destructive of human beings. And, Many have already awakened to this, that get into this lifestyle or whatever sinful lifestyle. Right. And it's certainly not just homosexuality, but any sinful lifestyle that someone awakens from. I mean, often you think about alcoholics. 
to to tell an alcoholic, oh, just keep drinking, you're fine, we'll give you a blessing, you don't need to change this pattern in your life, they're going to be dead before long. The same spiritual reality happens for whatever the destructive path. And we have to, in in the greatest compassion, Jesus Christ is compassion. Mm -hmm. We have to tell people, this is evil. This is wrong. And to 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 as thankfully the Vatican said, I yes, quote they did. it. Quote it, yep. But it needs to say it again and again. Make it it clear. needs to say it with vigor and with strength. I've seen videos of Pope Saint John Paul II, and he's vigorous. I mean, he is hot. I mean, he is not angry, but he's forceful. We need that forceful voice from the Vatican now. We need a clear message. We must turn from sin as God's people. The the repercussions, and I, you know, I think we both see them coming. Oh yeah, over and over again. I mean, economically and politically, and the threats to humanity. It's not just about the Catholic Church, but the Catholic Church is to be that beacon of hope in the light of Jesus Christ. And when the church herself is compromised and collapsing, I mean, the church won't collapse. And I mean, I don't want anyone to get the idea that we're afraid the church will disappear. Right. But it can be deeply harmed and individual members of the faith and beyond can be deeply harmed by this foolish, false vote that they're doing something they have no right to do, and it's terribly wrong, and it's harmful. Absolutely, and I think the Bible supports exactly what you're saying. Again, we got a world biblical view. What those bishops in Germany have, Bishop Strickland, in my opinion, I'm not management, I'm in sales, but they have a worldly view of sexuality. They're not taking it from the deposit of faith. You know where they're taking it from? A secular viewpoint, and that's not what we're all about. They're abandoning the faith. Yeah, they are abandoning the faith. Now, something that the scriptures that back this up, uh, Mark chapter 7, you tweeted. Let's see if I have time. Mark chapter 7, verse 20 to 23. What comes out of a person defiles him. From within come, and here comes, evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All of these things come from within and defile a person. Here's my question, Bishop Strickland. Should we be blessing all those thieves, murderers, you know, immorality, adultery? No. So we can't make exceptions if any kind of immoral uh, living to say, well, we're going to give you a break. And when we come back from the break, I want to make it clear, like you said, that Pope Francis said the Catholic Church cannot bless such unions And I I believe the German bishops are in schism, and we'll talk more about that. But I think, Bishop Strickland, you're implementing this. Never worry about who will be offended if you speak the truth. Worry about who will be misled, deceived, and destroyed if you don't. More when we come back at the Bishop Strickland Hour.
Welcome back to the Bishop Strickland Hour. I'm going to ask the good bishop a question. I'd like to ask every Catholic bishop this question if I could, but I only know one Catholic bishop that I see every week on the radio here. And so I'm going to ask you, Bishop Strickland, because this is taken right from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Paragraph 2357 states, and then I'm just going to ask you, yes or no, homosexuality refers to relations between a man and between a woman, uh, a man or between women who experience an inclusive or predominant sexual attraction towards the person of the same sex. It has been a great variety of forms through the centuries and in different cultures. Its psychological genesis remains largely unexplained, basing itself on sacred scripture, which presents homosexual acts as acts of grave depravity. And tradition has always declared that homosexual acts are intrinsically disordered. They are contrary to the natural law. They close sexual act to the gift of life. They do not proceed from a genuine effect of sexual complementary. Under no circumstances can they be approved. Do you agree with that paragraph? Yes. Thank you. Now, Bishop Strickland, I'm going to be honest with you. You made a promise, like every other bishop in the Catholic Church. You're supposed to agree with that. You're supposed to agree not only with that paragraph, but everything the church teaches, the deposit of faith. And if you don't, you know what I would have said to you right on the air? Yes, I really mean it. I said, Bishop Strickland, would you do us a favor? Step down. If you don't believe in this, do us a favor. It's a scandal to have you as a bishop who's not going to teach what you made promises to teach. Now, I don't mean to get a little over the top, but you know what, Bishop Strickland? I, the question I asked you, I firmly believe, based on what I see bishops say and write, there's a lot of bishops who don't believe in that what we call deposit of faith when it comes to sexual morality. And it's proven here in Germany that these guys don't believe that. So I know you said it clearly that we need to speak out clearly on this, but I think one of the reasons people don't want to speak out clearly, and that's not you. I just said that you, you, you're not going to worry about who will be offended when you speak the truth. But let's be honest. Some of the guys, when I talk to the guys, I'm talking about successors of the apostles. If they come out and speak the truth, they're going to have to imitate more like Jesus Christ who spoke the truth and was crucified. Some of you guys will be crucified for speaking up when it comes to the perennial teachings of the church. Do you think that also has a, a play in it? Absolutely. Um, and we see Christ even in, in recent Gospels in this Lenten season. Mm -hmm. There, I mean, I'll put it this way. Tell here. Me. When Christ is crucified, they finally get him. But they were after him throughout the gospel. Yes. I mean, just recently, one of the passages talks, they were ready to throw him off the, the cliff. That's true. We just had. And they just, he managed to slip through because it wasn't his hour. It wasn't God's plan. And even though they were doing evil, they were not able to thwart God's plan. Yeah. Yes, his son would die, but he was going to die the way God plan for him to die on the cross right? in a, a terrible death. But we've, I mean, that's why cardinals wear red. Yes. Is because supposedly they're willing to die just yes. like Christ for the same truth. And these bishops in Germany and too many others yeah. are don't even believe it, much less willing to die for it. And it's just, 
It's frustrating. It's devastating. But we've got to be strong in the truth that we know. Jesus Christ is truth incarnate. Amen. And, you know, as you read that, Terry, many people would say, oh, that needs to be changed. I've heard that. And, and the word disorder needs to be, it is disordered. Of course. There, like I've said, every act of sexual, every sexual act mm -hmm. that is not between a man and a woman committed in marriage. Yep is disordered. Of course. That's what we need to emphasize. Yes. And that in saying that the act is disordered is not trashing the individual that falls into that act. I mean, one of the complaints I got recently was like, Dumb. well, you need to condemn to have the same con condemnation of of adultery and, you know, um fornication and all. The the church does. Of course. The church doesn't let are we blessed? Are we being asked? Listing to from Mark no. chapter seven. No, we're not. Adultery is listed directly. Right Thieves, any sinfulness. That's right. And people argue, oh well, you know, people were born with this inclination. You know, as the the catechism says, that's still not absolutely. But say, okay, say that's a given. People are born that yeah. way, as they say. We're all born into an original sin world. We're all born prone to sin of one kind or another. And for most of us of numerous kinds. Yes. But just because we're born with that inclination, it, it really is a lack of love. Yeah. It's a false compassion. It is hateful yeah. to, to tell people that living in a sinful way, and, and the, the same is true. I mean, yeah, society, I mean, that's where we are as a society. I mean, people laugh at the idea of, of virginity until you're married. I mean, there are movies that make fun of it. Yeah. I mean, we're so steeped in sexual immorality. Oh, yeah. And then people argue that we're, we're too caught up in sex. But the world is devastated by the sexual immorality of all different kinds. Yeah. But to give the 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 gay couple a pass because it's the politically correct thing to do. That's what's going on in Germany. And it's there's money woven into it. Big time. There's all kinds of things but but I really believe there're too many bishops in the church that have no faith. That just see the church as something that needs to be part of this new world order and part of a just a, a gathering of humanity. We're going to run the show. We're going to take care of things. We're going to make this a peaceful and loving world. Forget about it. Before Jesus Christ, it didn't happen. The only hope we have is Jesus Christ because he's the son of God. Do we believe that? It, it's a logically. Yes. These bishops that are stepping away from what the church teaches, then what's the next step? And and it really gets to the point where you've got to make a choice. Is Jesus Christ your Lord or not? Right. Is he truly God's divine son incarnate among us? 
And it, it ties into faith in the Eucharist, to faith in all the sacraments, to faith in the Word of God. Is this divinely revealed? Or as was said by too many, even when I was in the seminary, oh, it's just a bunch of humanistic stories that have myths and a conglomeration. It's God's divinely revealed truth. Amen. Do we believe it or not? And too many, their actions tell us they don't believe it. And it's this movement to just, you know, manage the world through this. I know, I want no part of a church that says we're just managing the world. We're just managing humanity to make us all get along. That's not what it's about. It's ultimately for the salvation of souls. But as we've talked about many times, the salvation of souls is the best way to have economic fairness, to have peace and eliminate wars. If we're all on that path of seeking sanctity, that's what the salvation of souls is about, then all the ills of the world, thieves, go down that list. If people are saying, I'm not going to do this because I want to live with God in everlasting life. I mean, these people that are, you know, raiding drugstores and department stores and yeah. just running off with their arms full. Yeah. And the police are just throwing up their hands because many places have diminished the police and attacked them. I mean, Satan is just, he is going overboard now. But we always have to remember, he will not win. He will not prevail. But an awful lot of people, if they don't wake up, they're walking the path to not salvation, but damnation. You don't hear that a lot, but we need to hear it more because too many people are in grave peril. The, the road to perdition and we, every bishop, every priest, every believing Catholic, every baptized person needs to really speak this truth. If we really believe it, which I know the two of us do, Amen. and it gets crazier all the time, but we've got to teach the truth with joy and with vigor and committed to Christ. Amen. Bishop Strickland, you have a March 11th quote on the sacredness of marriage, but let me set, let me set the stage here. I got a Catholic World News document here, decade-long decline in world Wide priestly vocations continues. Uh, the we have in the last ten years, ten years ago we had well now we have two million fewer baby baptisms. That's ten years ago. We have seven hundred thousand less Catholic marriages from ten years ago. Uh, confirmations way down. Religious brothers way down. Priests, sisters, everything's down except I have one spot, one one part of the seminary. In, in uh, Europe and North America is down, but Africa is all up. Now, I have to ask myself, I'm just, uh, logically, what do the Africans have that we don't have? Faith. Exactly! You, you, you take your, and that's why I want to set the stage here before this break, if I can then have you respond to that. You stated, where is our sense of the sacred? I think that's it. Marriage is a sacred bond between a man and a woman. To desecrate marriage is to blaspheme against Christ. 
Secular laws attacking marriage is terrible. But for Catholic bishops to do so is diabolical and devastating to the church. Denounce this. Man, that's charity, what you just said. You, you're calling out the whole sacredness of where the family goes, that's where the culture goes. So we're going to, I think we have another minute before the break, but I'll just let you start on that tweet. After hearing of those statistics for the last 10 years, I'm convinced that with ambiguity in the last 10 years in the church and more, uh, we've lost our sense of who we are. Am I onto something? Absolutely. Uh, in devastating ways. And uh, after the break, I, I want to talk about the sacramentality of marriage. Yeah, I mean, as Catholics, do. we believe that. That's a Catholic thing. Absolutely. But it reminds us how sacred this is and to cast it to anyone who wants to call themselves married is is a desecration of Christ. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Wow, I uh, I like to say this because I I'm, when I'm here with Bishop Strickland, I know I say I'm too blessed to be stressed, but I want to say I'm being too inspired to be tired. I'm too protected to be dejected and too renewed to be subdued. We come back, we'll talk about the great sacrament of marriage. Welcome back to the Bishop Strickland Hour. We were just talking about uh, the sense of the sacred regarding marriage and the sacred bond. So I'll turn it right back over to you, Bishop Strickland. Thanks, Terry. Um, I think what, what needs to be emphasized, among many things, is what is a sacrament yeah. for us as Catholics? I mean, these are Catholic bishops. That's what I tried to capture in that tweet is... Yeah, it's, I mean, it's terrible that the nation has ruled that, you know, gay marriage is fine. Um, but that's, that's a political statement. We should continue to work for our laws to reflect the truth Amen. that comes from God. But, you know, that's a different category. But for bishops to be attacking sacraments, that is devastating. And it's, it, it it reaches a point where we've got to denounce this and, and and tell these bishops there are consequences for this kind of action. I mean, canon law builds in, you know, consequences for taking these kind of steps. And we need, again, out of compassion, out of real love for these bishops. They're just men. They're just men like me in different parts of Germany. Right. They're not they're not God. They're not some extra being that <laughs> is able to just change things. Yeah. They're just a bunch of men that have lost their way and the greatest love for them, mm -hmm. the greatest compassion is to call them back to the truth. I, we pray for that. I pray for a conversion of hearts. But getting back to the whole sacramental idea, yeah. you know, many don't believe that marriage is, that believe that marriage is only between a man and a woman mm. for life, open to, to children. They believe what we know marriage is, but many Christian churches don't believe it's a sacrament. Right. We believe it's a sacrament. These are Catholic bishops. By definition, they should believe that marriage is a sacrament. 
And so they're offering a sacrament to people that are living a, a, a sinful lifestyle. It's, I mean, and I get, I mean, I think built into this is the idea that, you know, that began, you know, a few years ago, again, on the heterosexual side, you know, a man and a woman that divorce and remarry, oh yeah, they can receive the, the, the Eucharist, they can receive communion, no big deal. Right. It's the same kind of, you know, yep. defamation of the sacraments and remembering I mean, I think, you know, we've we've lost a lot of what are the sacraments? Amen. Outward signs instituted by Christ that give grace. I mean, a very basic definition. Instituted by Christ. Christ acting in the sacraments. Right. All seven. It's not the priest. It's Christ acting. The priest or the bishop or the deacon is the minister of the sacrament. But Christ, that's why we stand at the altar and use his words, because he is entering the bread and wine. It's his body and blood, soul, and divinity. Yes. So it truly is a blasphemy against Jesus Christ, God's eternal son, to be making the sacrament something that anyone can, you know, we'll just offer it to anyone. You don't have to repent of your sins. You don't have to be living a Christ-like life. You just say, oh, it, we just dispense sacraments. And to anyone and everyone, the church loses her meaning. That's right. And it's the, the sacred life that Christ calls us to, hard won by his own body and blood, to, it's just devastating for bishops be, to be doing this and forgetting that sacraments are meant to draw us to be signs of God's grace, to be yeah. signs of God among us. We know and believe that they are, but you know, I have to question whether these bishops believe in any of the sacraments. Well, Bishop Strickland, you signed a document along with 70 American bishops months ago Warning those same bishops you're talking about that they're going off to the deep end and you need to knock it off and you need to get back with the church. I thought that was the most charitable thing the American bishops had done in a long time. That was just me. Now, two popes said something like this. One, one pope said this, Pope Benedict XVI. He said, truth never ages. I like that line. You tweeted that. Ideologies have their days numbered. See, I believe that in time, we won't be here because we're in our 60s, last time I looked. But I, I believe they're going to look back at the church history and go, what were those people thinking? Yeah. What well, in the world? Go ahead. I, like, I love that quote because I often say, yeah. truth is what lasts. Yes. I mean, even, even in our lives, I mean, we can look at, wrong paths that we've taken, you know, falling into sinful behaviors sure. or making a, a bad choice. That isn't what lasts. I mean, you're a married man. Right. I'm sure you've sinned. Absolutely. I go to just went last week. I mean, I'm a sinner. But what what lasts yes. is the truth. Yes. The only way that you, you and your dear wife yeah. are still married. Yeah. You're neither of you are perfect. You're nope. both sinners. That's right. But you keep 
seeking to live the truth Amen. for each other yep. and the truth that God has revealed to us. Yeah. The truth is what lasts. Amen. I mean, you know, I'm sure we both know, sadly, people in marriages where they're not being truthful to each other. Right. And it doesn't last. Right. Eventually, the truth comes out. Yeah. The truth is what prevails. And that's what that the truth doesn't age it doesn't disappear. It, it doesn't sh get reshaped from one millennia to the next. The truth is the truth. Jesus Christ is truth incarnate. And where too many of us in the church, in government, in every aspect of human society, people are forgetting that truth is what lasts. Look to the truth. Follow the truth. Many people, thankfully, we've talked about before, Many wonderful converts yes. to the Catholic faith who have found the truth and are made, who made great sacrifices yep. to live and embrace the truth because they found the truth and that's what lasts. And I couldn't agree more with you. Now, another Holy Father, Pope John Paul II, the saint, uh, and I think this is a good tweet for us because a lot of us are discouraged when we see the world and what's going on in the world and the church. But St. John Paul II said, never, ever give up on hope. Never doubt, never tire, never become discouraged. And I love his last line, don't uh, be afraid, Not be not afraid. Something that he said when he first became the Pope. I think I need to hear that also, Bishop Strickland, because it's, uh, it's challenging out there. We all do. I mean, that quote, I think all of us need to, Put it on our refrigerator. Put it on your bathroom mirror while you brush your teeth. We need to be reminded to not lose hope. And I talk to people all the time that are not losing hope, but it's it's getting shaky. They're they're and too many people. I mean, we know yeah. depression yeah. and suicide, and you know that we could really. We could talk all day about the ills that we see. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, people euthanasia oh. on the on the rise and people being eliminated because they're they're elderly or they're 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 not well. And so in society, too many people are pushing, well, just dispose of them. And it's all the the evil that's going on. Yeah. It can be overwhelming. And that's why we need the Word of God and the sacraments. Yeah. We need that strength. We need to pray. One of the things we just did on our show, we told our families to focus on the domestic church, your spouse, your children, your grandchildren. Continue to inform them, evangelize them, catechize them, encourage them, pray for them. He said, we must save our families before anything else. That's the first order of business. And we quoted Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. We also backed it up with Acts chapter 16 to 31. And this is what we're giving uh, the advice to families. Would you agree with that advice, Bishop Strickland? Absolutely. Um, and I think that that's a good way to, to remember the hope. I mean, we have some wonderful families yeah. here in the, yeah. the cathedral and community and all of our churches. Mm -hmm. And to see little children to see, you know, to just see family, families functioning. Yes. Reminds us of, you know, the truth of things and reminds us that hope is not just some idea, but 
the hope for tomorrow is families and the children. So yeah. I think to remind people of that, because with all the the one of the downsides of all the information technology we have, we can hear so much bad news yep. that we just drown in it. Yep. And we we need to turn that off and remember, go to prayer, go to the scriptures, yes. go to mass, go to confession, just live a faithful life. And, you know, that is the greatest strength we have. Well said, and that's the basics. That's why, you know, I call us a, a believing Catholic. You know, I may have to say that, but there are Catholics who don't believe, so I call them believing Catholics. And when we come back from the break, I want to open up the catechism, which is from the St. Philip Institute called The Way of Christ book. We used the last segment to cover basic catechesis. And some of the things we're going to cover now is, it's an interesting, what are some of the incorrect views of Jesus Christ, because this isn't the first time someone in the church taught something that was incorrect, like, for example, the, the German bishops in Germany about marriage. No, no, this happens before. And so what we're going to cover uh, in this section is some of the old heresies. And what's interesting, I find, Bishop Strickland, is we seem to repeat those old heresies. They come back up at us again and again. And that's what we're going to cover when we come back. You're listening to the Bishop Strickland Hour on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Hope you're enjoying this because our job is to help you fall deep in love with Jesus Christ and his bride, the church, because we know if souls are saved, everything is saved. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back with more on the Bishop Strickland Hour. Welcome back to the Bishop Strickland Hour. We're taking the Catechism, uh, paragraph number, I mean, excuse me, the the chapter number five from the Way of the Christ Catechism from the St. Philip Institute. Before we get into all these incorrect views of Christ, I just want to remember, remind us last week we covered, you know, what the church about explains about the incarnation, that Jesus is a divine person with divine nature because he is God, the Son, the second person of the Trinity, as the second person of the Trinity, Jesus always existed and always uh, has all the attributes of God. And I just want to review this because we're going to get into some false teaching. You'll see where it is. Second, that Jesus is really human and possesses a human nature because he's born of the Virgin Mary. He is fully human, but he lacks sin. And then thirdly, these are three big things we need to remember, that Jesus has two natures, divine and human, and they're united into the second person of the Trinity, and Jesus' nature are not blended together, but he is fully divine, this is critical, and fully human. One divine person, God the Son, acts in the two natures. Since the incarnation, Jesus has been and always will be both God and man. I review that, Bishop Strickland, because it's incredibly important because some of the heresies that we had called deotism denies that Jesus possessed a human nature. And the Deotists believed Jesus only seemed to be human, but was not actually human, <laughs> as if God put on a human nature like clothing. Yeah, that's a good analogy. In truth, Jesus is fully human. He experienced growth, humiliation, pain, sorrow, death as a man. So that's number one. 
Uh, do we want to, uh, I mean, Arianism is next, but any thoughts on? Yeah, let's talk a little bit about docetism. Docetism, I pronounced <coughs> it wrong, thank you. Docetism. Because in each of these heresies, yes. in a sense it's reasonable, because how can Jesus be who he is? Mm -hmm. Fully God and fully man. The church really struggled with this. Yeah. I mean, certainly the apostles and all those who actually walked with Jesus in his life before he died and rose for us. And if somebody had asked them, was Jesus a, a real human being? Are you crazy? Of course he was. They knew him. They ate with him. They walked with him. They they lived with him. They shared. They heard him teach. Yeah. He was a man, a man from Nazareth. But the further we get from being those eyewitnesses, the more people could say, he couldn't have really been a human. You know, so he had to, docetism is one way of, I, I think it's interesting because each of the heresies, I mean, yeah. we've spent the first 45 minutes talking about what's going on with yeah. the bishops in Germany. Right. But it's always the same basic issue. It's like, We'll figure it out, God. Yeah. We don't need your revelation. We'll figure it out ourselves. And that's what these heresies do. They get, it's pride. Yeah. A prideful saying, oh no, we, what they said, that, that can't be it. Mm -hmm. What God has revealed to us, we, we can't understand it that way. And so docetism is saying, you know, that Jesus just sort of like one of these superheroes, you know, he, he was God. And he just puts on the man suit to, to walk <laughs> around, but he wasn't a real human being. And the, the problem with that is, that, and, and I think it's good to, to look at the problem with each of these, docetism, if Jesus wasn't really human, then man, a man didn't die for us. So salvation didn't happen. I mean, it, because the whole reality is that Jesus, mm -hmm. God's son, fully God and fully man, he died as a human being. I reflect a lot in my prayer, the mysteries of the rosary, the fifth sorrowful mystery, Christ dies on the cross. Right. If he wasn't a real human being, he couldn't die on a cross. Right. I mean, if he didn't have bones and flesh and hair and organs and all that makes up a human body how does how does this docetus jesus die yeah. he doesn't and so you you take the the whole message of the gospel and eviscerate it yeah. i mean you take the guts out because he has no guts yeah great point now comes arianism that it's like the Jehovah witnesses but they denies that jesus is god Arian slogan. They made it to a song. This is what caught up too. It was music. There was a time when the world was not <laughs> suggest that Jesus was a creature that God raised up the adopted as his son. For Arians, Jesus is not God by nature, but by adoption. In truth, Jesus is fully God, not by adoption, but by nature. Because Jesus is truly God, we can be in communion with God through him. Well said. I love that last statement. Through him. 
Yeah, and Arianism is is kind of taking the other side that he's yes, mm -hmm. uh, Jesus is God. Yeah. Um, there was a time when the the word was not, and so it, it questions even Jesus truly being divine, because as it says here, for Arians, Jesus is not God, but by nature, yeah. but by adoption. Mm -hmm. It's like he's a creature. And, you know, that is not the truth. He was, he is the eternal word with God from the beginning. I mean, the second person of the Trinity. And the, the problem with Arianism oh. is that if he's not truly God, and that's basically what Arianism comes down to, no. then how can he save us? Exactly. <laughs> he he has to be God. He has to be man. Right. Arianism and Docetism, you know, are the the key heresies taking from from one side or the other. Mm. He's not really a man, or he's not really God. God just sort of took this man and said, "I'll make you my son," and that's just not the truth. Well said. And this uh, Nestorism, if I pronounce it right, claims that there are two persons. In Jesus, this is another heresy, the human person who was born of the Virgin Mary and the divine person who was the second person of the Trinity. Nestorians refuse to call Mary the mother of God and call her mother of Christ. In truth, if Jesus were two persons, his human death would have not have redeemed us, right? Because Jesus is one person with two divine natures, two natures. Mary must be the mother of God. Oops, yeah, and she gave birth to the Son of God. The, the Greek term we know is Theotokos, yeah, mother of God bearer. God bearer yeah. and, and that's what Nestorianism really says, no, that can't be. Again, each of the heresies, and it, I think it's understandable. We all say, how does this work? And Fully God and fully man, it's it's contradictory. Yeah. How can God's, you know, God's divine son yeah. be walking around on the earth and eating a meal? Um, but that's why it's so important. And Nestorianism basically reminds us that <clears throat> how essential it is that Jesus is one person with two natures, one Jesus Christ. He's fully God and fully man. I, I mean, it it's not something we can fully understand, right. but that's where we need the guidance of the church, Amen. guided by the Holy Spirit, to bring us the, the best understanding that we can have. And we always have to be careful, even I, as a bishop. I mean, if you're going to talk about this, you need to be very precise, precise in what you're saying, because all of us can slip into heresy yes. without intending to, no, but no. very easily no. because it's it's very mysterious and it's very technical, you know, the, the way the words are used properly. I think the simplest, what I always say, Jesus Christ, fully God and fully man. Yeah, there you go. Easily understood. Yep. I mean, in a sense, we can we know what that means. How does that work? It's a mystery of the the incarnation. Bishop Robert Barron said, a church that's not precise about what it teaches is a corrupt church. 
and I thought, wow, that's a strong statement. He said it on the radio, and I wrote it down. But I want to, because we have a few minutes left, when Arianism was alive and well, and St. Athanasius Snyder was the, (laughs) Athanasius, um, Bishop St. Athanasius was alive, the majority of the bishops, Bishop Strickland, were Arians from what I've read in history. So I I just want to bring that up because I'm not saying the majority of bishops right now are with the German bishops. I hope that's not the case, but I have to say this, too many are. Too many. It's, yeah, so this is... If, if there's one more yeah. to, to go with those, what was it, 38, Yeah, that's too many. Yeah. T- 38 is too many. Yeah. Any bishop on this path is, is wrong. And I think I can hear your question coming. Yeah, you know where it's coming. Terry, I don't care if I'm the last one. <laughs> if I'm the St. Athanasius, I'm no saint. Right. I'm working on it, yeah. but I'm not a saint. Yeah. But... I will, I mean, and I believe it would move me closer to sanctity. Yes. If it comes down to it, I'll be the last one. I I know I'm not. Right. And hopefully that the more things play out, the more bishops will will wake up and speak up, and it'll be very clear. And, you know, I pray that some of these 38— I mean, they're just men. Yes. They can have a conversion of heart. That's right. I mean, some of the great saint stories, they weren't always saints. Yeah. They were living, I mean, it's like the prodigal son, a life of dissipation. Yeah. This is dissipation. You can always return to the Father, return to the faith. Yeah. We need to pray for these bishops and any bishops that are with them in rejecting the teachings of the Catholic faith. Well, that says it all right there, uh, Bishop Strickland, and I appreciate you making it so clear. And we pray. I remember Our Lady of Fatima said that souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. So we can make everything a sacrifice. How about a, a blessing for our listenership, please? Sure. Almighty God, we ask your blessing for Terry, Barber, and all of his crew and all of those helping us to joyfully share the truth that you have shared with us through your Son in your Holy Spirit. We ask your blessing, Father, Son, and Spirit, for all listening and all the faithful souls who may be troubled, that they may be guided by your light and grace and inspired by the saints. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for listening, folks. We'll be back again next week, same time, same station. Remember, you can listen to all of Bishop Strickland's shows on our podcast. Go to vmpr.org. As a matter of fact, all of our shows are on that website, virginmostpowerfulradio.org. May God richly bless you and your family.